The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. It is Sunday, October 23rd as we record this. The early odds look ahead for week eight. My goodness, the season is really flying along. Joining me to break down uh, next week's odds. The Tomorrow's News today. John Breach, as he does every Sunday evening. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Brinson, this is my favorite part of Sundays, hanging out with you for 10 minutes. I would not have it any other way. Do you know what my least favorite part of Sunday is? Uh, watching the Bengals win all the time. No, no, I like watching the Bengals. Okay, I don't, good. Know, I don't know why our pal Colin Bear thinks I'm like a Bengals hater. We just like joke about the Bengals. Um, my least favorite part about Sunday is when I get this uh, YouTube alert. It's like in 30 minutes, the Pick Six podcast will be live. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the weekend's over. Um, uh, anyway. You know, you would think because you get that alert, you would actually show up on time, but clearly uh, it does not work. Well, it's it's my 30 minutes. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, actually, I believe I got it less than 30 minutes ago for this particular show, but I digress, Breach. It was, uh, let's see. I don't know where it is. Uh, anyway, if you want to get your alerts sent to, uh, to your phone or your computer, go subscribe to youtube.com slash pick six and uh, turn on alerts. We go live after every primetime game and we recap Sunday nights. And uh, I'm told we're going to tighten up the time frame on it, but let's see how that goes. Uh, for now, let's get into the early betting trends and picks for week eight. And we start, we'll start with your best bets, and then we'll talk about games that I think could move. Um, actually, i tell you what we might do, Breach, because I believe that two of them uh, cross over. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll just we'll, – I'll mention the rest of them after the break. Um, what's your, what was your first best bet, your first click when you looked at these early odds for Week 8? Well, you know, Brent, I'm going to mention that the, the whole uh, picking games was a struggle the early part of the season, but the early best bets, three and one last week. So nice, the, we just started doing this. We're on a roll already. Uh, the first one, even worse than like your best bets, you'd like the week before do better than your like actual picks the week. Up. It is always the worst. Yeah. Uh, 
But the first one that really caught my eye was Ravens Buccaneers. Ravens are a one point underdog in Tampa Bay. We have seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It looks like Tom Brady has lost all interest in football. The offense can't move. They can't do anything. They barely score points against the Carolina freaking Panthers. And it's not like this was just one game. This is a pattern. They have just looked horrible. And, you know, maybe you can fix that in a couple of weeks, but you certainly aren't going to fix all your issues in one week, especially when you only have three days to fix it because the game's on Thursday night. Mm. And when you're 45 years old, the last thing you want to be doing is playing a game on three days of rest. Uh, so I just really like the Ravens in this spot to cover as an underdog. Yeah, this is actually, well, no, they're, they are a favorite now. It actually moved. Oh, they are. Okay. The Ravens are minus one. It was actually one I looked at and was like, man, that could move towards the Ravens. And I was like, uh, the Ravens' pass defense is suspect. I still, while Brinson coughs, I still like the Ravens, even though they're favorite. It went from one point dog, one point favorite, and still like them. Yeah, I do, I do too. I think so too. And um, one thing I, I felt like, and uh, you know, I guess I could be wrong here. We'll touch on it more in the recap, but it did feel like, um, sort of anecdotally watching that game, that the Ravens got a lot more pressure on the Browns than they'd done in. Yeah, they had a foot, uh, five sacks. Of Jacoby Brissett, uh, Tom Brady gets the ball up really quick, obviously, but um, you know certainly not mobile. And that offensive line hasn't been great, uh, and and that offense just looks broken right now. I, I the one thing that would concern me about this breach is that the Ravens secondary is is, is vulnerable, and like I mean Brady was just off, like he was just missing wide receivers. And like Mike Evans on the very first drive dropped one of the, one, we'll talk about it more, but like dropped one of the worst drops you'll ever see. It was literally the worst drop of the season per next gen stats. Um, and, and so like, if they can come out and I think we could see some points in this one, maybe uh, wouldn't be entirely shocked if that line crept up from 43 and a half. Although uh, the, the one thing too, though, um, Carolina ran the ball very effectively against the, against the Buccaneers. And if, if, Baltimore, I mean, if, if Carolina can do that, Baltimore might be able to pound the ball on them. That would be a big problem for Brady and company. Yeah, so, we know the Ravens have the horses to run the ball. And real quick, the Ravens have had a double-digit lead in every single game they've played this year. And if they do continue that run and get a double-digit lead against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers just feel like a team that that don't have the offensive horses to uh, come back from. I bet just didn't look happy out there. Disinterested. He looks disinterested. What is your uh, next bet? I believe it's a uh, also it's a one o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, we're getting off the primetime game. We're going to Patriots Jets. You know what, Brinson? One of our favorite things, and you even got made fun of for this, is that Bill Belichick loves to beat his old teams. There is nothing he enjoys more than beating the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. We said pound the Patriots when they played the Browns a couple weeks ago. Now I am saying the same thing with the Patriots playing the Jets. Patriots have won 12 straight against the Jets. And in this game, you have the Patriots as a one-point favorite. You have Zach Wilson going up against a Bill Belichick defense. I mean, we saw what Wilson does and what happens to him when he is playing a good defense. He did absolutely nothing against the Broncos on Sunday, but the Broncos offense is even worse, so the Jets still won. Uh, well, the Patriots have can play offense a little bit. So I think that uh, Jets are going to struggle with the ball. They're likely not going to have Brees Hall because he's likely out for the season. I mean, yeah, done for this. I mean, they, they, I mean. Uh, there we go. Then I love the Patriots in this spot. Yeah, I mean, the, the Zach Wilson has not looked explosive. The defense has been pretty good for the Jets. Bill Belichick hadn't lost the Jets since 2015. Like Ryan Wilson tried to tell me, he's like, oh, that's, that's not true. You're just saying that. Like, you don't know. It's like, no, dude, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Belichick hates the Jets, and he likes beating the brakes off of them. Like, he beats them bad every every year. Now, look, this Jets team is definitely better than previous renditions of the Jets. I, you know, credit for 
uh, Robert Sala for, for getting him coached up and, and, and performing at a, at a high level, or maybe credit to Brady Quinn, because ever since Brady said he would donate $1,000 to charity for every time the Jets uh, win a game the rest of the season after week two, uh, the, I think it was, was it week three? I don't know. The last, it was three weeks ago. They've won every week since then. So we're really going to put the Brady Quinn uh, powers of uh, jet powers, uh, jet jinx powers on, on display when they go up against the Patriots, a team. Again, they haven't beaten in like seven years or something like that. Um, I would lean towards the Patriots as well. Uh, I, I, this is one of the ones that I looked at uh, when I, when I was putting together the, uh, the, the lines that I thought would move. I think it was a pick them at first. It's already moved to pass minus one. I think it'll keep creeping towards the Pats, and I think you'll see a lot of people very interested in, in, in betting on the Pats. The you know the one the one issue here is uh, will Mac Jones be back or will it be Bailey Zappi? Um, or maybe I mean, you know, I mean like we, like we we assume like we, we just don't know. you don't know right? We don't know. Uh, I, I I mean we'll find out because Mac Jones could play Monday. I don't think he will, but I do think he will play in this game in week eight. I was saying, yes, I was saying, I was, I was like, wait, did Matt Jones His status is up in there for Monday I was night. Like, did Matt Jones play on Sunday? I was like, I swear <laughs> I didn't see him. Uh, yeah, they play on Monday night uh, against the Bears. Obviously, we'll recap that one. Subscribe, uh, youtube.com slash pick six. Um, and if, if Matt plays, then, it, so this is one too, where because the line is already out, but we haven't seen the Patriots play, if they blow out the Bears, this line will go to three. Um, conversely, the Bears are playing the Cowboys and uh, just really quickly, I would note that that line, Cowboys minus 10, will also, like, that, those two lines, the Patriots, Jets, and Cowboys, Bears, will move based on what happens on Monday night. So just be prepared for that. We'll talk a little bit more after the break. Uh, what's your next best bet, Breach? Uh, let's go with Raiders Saints. The Raiders, two and a half point favorites. Uh, and you know what, Brits, this might sound a little ridiculous, but I actually think the Raiders are good. I know their record, and, and Bill Parcell says, you're re- you are what your record says you are, and they're two and four. But all four losses were by one score. They they're only a few plays away from being six and zero, five and one. So I think this is a team is much better than the record says. Josh Jacobs has been on an absolute tear. He has got three games in the month of October where he's gone over 140 yards rushing. You know how many games he had going over 140 before the month of October in his career? Zero. Wow. He had never done it. Now he's done in every game he's played in October. It's insane. And when Josh Jacobs is playing well, that opens up the rest of the offense because, you know, Derek Carr actually has time back there. Teams can't just go try and kill him, uh, which they usually do, and that makes him make mistakes. So I like the Raiders here uh, to cover against the Saints who just haven't looked that great. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, Saints have not been that impressive. And the Raiders, I mean, the the power run game for the Raiders right now is awesome. Like Jacobs is, is, I mean, he's been fantastic. He looks like a totally different player basically since they decided not to pick up his fifth-year option. Um, And... You know, I don't like laying the points on the road, but I, I think too that this is one where, just because of how the like the Raiders have been in these games, and they found they found ways to lose, or they've been they lost to good teams. Um, they handled the Texans really easily on, on Sunday. Houston hung around, um, but I think Houston's offense might be better than the Saints' offense, to be honest. And you know, we don't know what the status is going to be for that quarterback situation, just because it's all up in the air with all these injuries. Uh, so I, I would think that that one would, if it moved, it would move towards. The Raiders, suspiciously high total, 47 and a half in the Superdome for that one. Interesting. It's a big number. Uh, all right. Well, you got one more best bet uh, on the look line. Yeah, let's go with the 49ers favored by two over the Rams. I like San Francisco, and I am betting on history here. I am betting on the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan has absolutely dominated Sean McVay over the past few years. 
When we look at just regular season games, the 49ers have won seven straight against the Rams. Just that Shanahan's so good at drawing up game plans, he keeps things away from Aaron Donald so that Aaron Donald doesn't control the game and become this wrecking ball uh, who messes up what the 49ers are trying to do. And and so I think it's going to be a lot easier uh, because Kyle Shannon's got an entire week to devise something for Christian McCaffrey instead of 36 hours. And so that's going to make the 49ers offense tougher to stop. So I like San Francisco in this spot. San Francisco was one that I would, I would agree with you on that one, uh, given the history of the 49ers and the Rams. And um, I think the line probably moves to three. I know that's a lot for a road game, um, you know, for for a road favorite in San Francisco at LA. But I think if you look at particularly this year's rendition of these two teams, the Rams offensive line is it's big, big problem. And you know the certainly the uh, the the 49ers defense looked like a lot. I mean I know they lost to the Chiefs and it was you know the Chiefs put up a bunch of points. Chiefs are really good, and the Niners had some pretty bad mistakes. Uh, couldn't really stop them on third down. I don't think the Rams will be as successful on offense. I think they'll try to run the ball. I don't think it'll work out very well. You know the Raider, the uh, the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey, and they they admitted too that they knew the Rams were in on him, and that was sort of part of like you know you know it's they wanted him, but you also want to keep him away from your division rival. And we saw McCaffrey won. He looks like an incredible, like, like just looks good in that Niners jersey. Uh, and then two, I thought he looked pretty good in the game on Sunday with like three, like what, two days, 48 hours of like a playbook knowledge. Yeah, he's going to get a full week with Kyle Shanahan scheming up some stuff. I think he'll be a really big factor uh, in this game against the Rams. It'll be tough for them to deal with him, even though they did see him last week. Uh, and they're off their bye, so that, that does help. McVay, ooh, McVay might have a good record on his bye, though. Yeah, but you know what the difference is? Is that Kyle Shanahan is drawing up plays versus uh, like PJ Walker being his quarterback when he was playing for the Panthers when he saw the Rams last time. And well, I do want to dig into um, uh, the 49 or uh, Kyle, excuse me, Sean McVay's record off his bye and whether he's seen the 49ers off the bye. Cause I mean, like, you know, there's, there's only so much you can scheme up to surprise San Francisco who sees you, you know, twice a year uh, in that spot. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, a few more lines that I think will move before we get to next week. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so I mentioned the Pats. I think the Pats will move. It's minus one already. It's moved a full point. I think it'll move further towards the Patriots. Um, you know, the, look, the Jets, the Jets are a good team, but they suffered some injuries. Uh, Zach, you know, Belichick is a tough guy, for, uh, you know, tough defensive uh, coach when it comes to young quarterbacks. And the Patriots' offense has looked a lot better the last few weeks. Well, I, again, if they beat the brakes off the Bears, this line will jump up to like three plus, I would think. 
Yeah, I would say the only way it doesn't shift towards the Patriots is if they somehow get upset. But it just seems high. I don't want to say highly unlikely because the NFL has been so crazy this year, but I don't think I mean, it the will Panthers happen. The Buccaneers, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if the Patriots win by a touchdown, this they could still It'll still shift up a little bit. Right, right. Uh, right. By the way, Patriots yeah. most, oh, you know, no, no one cares about my survivor league. Sorry. Um, Buccaneers, big loss. A lot of people lost them. Uh, Panthers, Falcons. I think that this total will move down. In other words, I, like my belief is that this this number forty one, just because like I think that the um, double check this, I believe that the 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 the, the Falcons were losing twenty one nothing very early in the game against Cincinnati, your Bengals early on, and Marcus Mariota still attempted thirteen passes. Like these, they do not throw the ball. You can't get them out of what they want to do. They refuse to throw the ball. It's, it's outrageous. Uh, Carolina scored 21 points against Tampa Bay. Um, but it was like mostly them just pounding the football and running really well. Like they had um, a deep shot to uh, DJ Moore, I believe, right before halftime. Very sort of lucky to, uh, to even you know, get that. It was a great catch, uh, but not, you know, I mean, no, I don't think that's going to be a fun. Like, I don't think they're going to be slinging the ball over the place, uh, even against that Falcons defense. And then they had Chuba Hubbard busted a, a, a long touchdown or a 17 yard touchdown after a huge run from Dante Foreman. And then they had not a garbage time touchdown, um, but I think it was a, was it a block punt or something or a turnover on down, something like that. They got good field position, I believe. No, actually, they had to go a long way. Never mind. Um, anyways, a Tommy Trimble touchdown pass. Like, I, I just think that they're going to be really conservative. I don't think they'll be very aggressive on offense. Um, Steve Wilkes, I want to win, want to win with defense. I think this total could creep under 40. So if you're interested in that total, it would be it would behoove you to get on it now, I think. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I would say if you want to uh, put up points on the Falcons, you need to take advantage of their secondary like Joe Burrow did. And the Panthers are not exactly built to do that. Uh, and because of that, it's hard to see them putting up a ton of points. Uh, but the one thing, if you do like the Falcons here, they have scored at least 23 points in five of their seven games. But he's, you know, these two are division rivals, so it's a little bit different where they know each other. Uh, so that adds a, a, another element into it. So, yeah, I mean, I could see the total going down, but I I, I don't even I don't like this over under at all. So I, I would just stay away from it personally. Did it disappear? Is it off the, oh, there it is. Um, Falcons, by the way, are minus six and a half in this game. And w- well, we don't know who the Panthers quarterback is going to be next week either. I, I think there's a decent chance Sam Donald comes back, but I'm not sure it will matter. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, Paul PJ just beat the Buccaneers. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I also mentioned that the Cowboys line will move uh, towards the Cowboys if the Bears. They're minus, Cowboys are minus ten. I think it'll move towards the Cowboys with how they played. Uh, if in fact the Bears do get dominated by the Patriots, uh, particularly if it happens in on the ground game, because we'll see. Certainly, you know the Patri- the, the Cowboys lean on that rush game. Uh, Zeke Elliott a little banged up, had a, a hyperextended knee, I think. Uh, but Tony Pollard looked very explosive, and, and Dak Prescott it was a lot better than I thought he would look coming off that hand injury. So I think this ends up closing uh, closer maybe to 12 if the Bears get blown out. Uh, could even get a little bit higher than that. We'll see uh, how that steam affects it. Uh, but be cognizant of that when you're watching, you know, before going into the Bears game, that when that game starts against the Patriots, that line will be off until the end of the game. So if you want to get it, you want to get it before the game starts. Because if they get thrashed, it could be Cowboys, you know, it could be move up quite a bit. Uh, I mentioned that the 49ers minus two could creep up to three. You'd love to get it under. If, you, if you're going to take the Niners, I think you'd love to get it under three. Because these these games, even though the Niners have dominated the series, they can end up being really close games, like decided by a field goal, just crazy divisional uh, matchups. 
Any disagreement there? No, absolutely. These games, these two, I mean, we saw in the uh, NFC title game uh, back in January, close game, Rams 49ers play a lot of close games, although I guess the one earlier this season I think was 24 to 9. Wasn't close, but, you know, the the NFC title game is a three-pointer. The one before that went to overtime. Uh, so, yeah, these two teams do play close games. By the way, I think it's sort of interesting how like it just it's just kind of worked out this year where it's almost like there's a thematic like setup to the lines each week. You know, like this like in week like this week it felt like there were a bunch of seven point favorites or like you know like one week the first week or second week there was like all road chalk and then one week there were huge lines and one week it was all like three or you know, three or less and then this week there's a ton of tight spreads like the, you know there's several right. double digit spreads but um well, real quick, the 49ers Rams, three of their past five games, including that playoff game, were decided by exactly three points. So, yeah, you want to get that, too, if you like. Look at this Eagles fan in the chat talking complaining about Dak. I don't know who that is. Get out of here. Pan him. Uh, it's Billy. <laughs> the Colts minus four against WFT. I can't imagine. I mean, I know Washington, like, is starting Taylor Heineke. And I, I don't think Washington's, like, great or anything, but they just beat Green Bay at home. And they're catching four against a Colts team with a total of 42. And it's a Colts team that like just got like, I mean, just hadn't has looked really, really bad at times. Like that, it's impossible to think that they beat the chiefs. They could easily be owned six. Uh, I would think that that line gets under four unless there's some crazy news that I'm missing about the, the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, the Colts have scored 10 points or less in two of the past three weeks and their games. It's not like they're blowing teams. Out. I mean, they beat Kansas City by three. They had a tie game. They beat the Broncos by three. Their only win of more than four and a half points this season was against Jacksonville. And even that was somewhat of a fluky game. So it does seem weird that they're getting this many points. Yeah. Like, I mean, my immediate instinct would be to take the, um, to take the, the freaking, uh, commanders. Yeah. The, yeah. Whatever their names are. Yeah. The commanders, by the way, I'm just, just looking out on the market. I won't mention where, but I'm just just letting you know. Uh, the Patriots already minus one, minus one fifteen on at another uh, shop. Ooh. The uh, what else do we have? We have the Colts. Colts is still at four. Ooh, 49ers are minus one and a half there. That's kind of interesting. And uh, what else? The total is forty one for Panthers and Falcons, and uh, Cowboys minus ten. Just, just making sure we don't have any. Just curious about discrepancies. And Ravens minus one. So yeah, I mean basically. Uh, pretty standard setup, but um, you know, I think those are the ones that we think will move, and those are Breach's best bets. We'll be back after the Dolphins and Steelers wrap up Sunday Night Football. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. On May 23rd, I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.